And if you want to have good friends in this world, it's not about waiting till the other person invites you to something. It's going, okay, I'm free on this day, on this time, let's do it. And I think that that does require some organization. But also, if you find that you're flaking on a lot of people or some person over and over, it's probably time to reevaluate that relationship. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world. And the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity. And it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap where my co-host in life, Brad, and I are going to dig into the compelling convo I have with Michael Unbroken in our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that one, you should listen to it. It's fucking awesome. I'm really proud of it. It's a long one, <laughs> but it's a good one. Okay. We knew it was going to be a long one and we questioned whether we should break it up into two episodes. So if you're nah. still, but the reality was it's the week of the 300 episode. So of course it's going to be an epic episode that happens to kick this week off. Right. <laughs> so um, also it's just really fun to share because the first time we had Michael and Broken on, we hadn't met yet. Like yeah. I was on his podcast and then he came on my podcast. We didn't actually like, we weren't friends. We never met in person when we hung out. Since then, he's moved to Las Vegas. Yeah. He's part of the family. Well, we saw him like three or four times while I still lived in Denver. Totally. It, coincidentally, we happened to be going there. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, I mean, and then we actually um, obviously stayed in touch when he moved here. Yeah. He came out here a couple times. Uh, a lot and then um and then we went to, we saw him in denver and we hung out i mean it was just like it was like he already lived here before he moved here and yeah. then he moved here it, well because yeah you're right he was flying into town because he does a lot of business coaching here yeah so he was and, here anyways he was here and like then he moved here it's been awesome and so now having him on i feel like you could probably hear a difference in just how the episode went because we were just two friends talking i could i could hear it, it actually like turned into like less of a be it pod format and more of like a what's uh what's the the guys that like run the three hour what's the long form doctor guy does he just have uh, these conversations and conversations well no we are not huberman because both michael and i listen to <laughs> huberman but thank you for that he is a well, top podcast it was, it was, know, but his his well first of all here's how we're not huberman because one he's three and a half hours minimum two he asks <laughs> a question qualifies it three times and asks the question again with a slight little nervousness to it which i find very interesting michael nervousness you, yeah mr huberman if you're listening to this do you just seem a little nervous when you ask a question anyways i thought maybe he's being humble anyways uh neither michael nor i are very clear in any question we ask each other <laughs> Well, there was a lot of compelling <laughs> conclusions drawn from the conversation that you had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was about like two thirds of the way through where you were like, I think maybe we should like get on topic. <laughs> well, we're not, I, I want to say we're very clear on our questions. We don't qualify them. We just fucking ask them. So I think anyways, it's. Well, but it was, I guess that's true. And Michael was also, I, you know, another part of it that made it different was that it wasn't just you asking the questions. He's asking me questions. Yeah, because you this know, is this going to go on his feed and then obviously it's on ours. But uh, you're getting, uh, this is so what we're bringing was, the fourth wall. No, we're just telling you the behind the scenes. Yeah, but now, <laughs> I mean, you could tell because he was asking you 
questions as yeah. well. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's why. That's what friends do. Friends help each other out. And, yeah. and you'll hear more about what friends do in this podcast recap. Anyways, we'll get into Michael in a second. But today yeah. is December 7th, 2024, Brad? December 7th, <laughs> 2023. I've been planning 2024. I know. It is Pearl Harbor Day and also Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah to our listeners out there who are celebrating that. Um, and to any of you whose family was involved in Pearl Harbor or anything that happened after that, um, this is your Remembrance Day. I think last year there was still people alive from that, which I find fucking crazy. And yeah, they um, got to be in their 90s. Anyways, my great-grandfather and grandfather were both in the Hundreds. Navy. So this is part, a big part of our family. So anyways, the other thing that's happening in this world, in this moment, uh, is that the tour kicks off tomorrow. Tomorrow. In Las Vegas. Friday. Um, if you listen to this in real time and live the in Las Vegas. The day of the 300th episode. I know. Whoa. How did we do that? How did we time that? Wow. We should do something. We should make that a big party. Anyways, opc.me slash tour will tell you all the cities we're going to be at if there's any spots left in any of them. We're doing 20 cities. We're trying. It's time. like, it's really crazy. I'm going to rattle them off really quick and maybe... I mean, I don't know if we have. Well, you shouldn't rattle all I can't, of off. Yeah, at the time we're recording, here's what here we can rattle off. I'll rattle off the ones that are confirmed. So Las Vegas, St. George, Denver, Lawrence, Kansas, St. Louis, Cleveland, Hershey, Pennsylvania, Boston, Greensboro, Greensboro, Greensboro. Greensboro yep, uh, Miami, Austin, Dallas. Yes. Those are all. At the time of this recording, you can buy tickets for. Now, we're recording this early because we're going on fucking tour. So um, Did you say Denver? I said Denver. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I I'm I'm at I'm already I'm already ahead in time. Uh we are working on I'll tell you where we're working on some things because just in case you live in the area. We're working on something around the Louisville area. We're working on something around the Cincinnati area. We're working on something in upstate New York. Yep. We are working on something in Sarasota um savannah georgia We're savannah georgia that. anyone out there um <laughs> well if you're listening to this now too it's late. A bit late it's a bit late but yeah. we're driving by um and maybe we're coming so definitely check out the tour link but we're super excited. We're bringing the Contrology. And also on the return trip, we're working out Albuquerque oh, and potentially Florida. You are correct. I was like, we're missing some states. Yeah. So um, so here's the deal. First of all, we are celebrating New Year's Day in Austin, which fuck yeah. Can't, yeah, it's like, a, their first time doing that. It's our first time doing any no, it's we did a we did a Once New we're Year's in Miami. Eve. Once we were in Miami. We did New Year's Eve classes uh, in Scottsdale, the very first tour. And Miami was not New oh, Year's yeah, Eve. True. Miami was two days off no, of New no, Year's No, no, I Eve. just, I'm talking about not being home yeah. for New Year's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but yes, you're right. Yeah, so, but what we're super excited about is our host in Austin at um, Align Studios. She's so fucking stoked. She's like, we're doing this. We're making this a big-ass party. Yeah, she's, she's really making it a big event. We're yeah. stoked on that. It's going to be amazing. And I can't think Cannot of a better, wait. I can't think of a better way to... Uh, ring in the new year except for to be in the community and bringing communities together what a great like if you think of like a word for your year what a great thing so this is our favorite thing to do we're trying to do two tours a year yeah they happen because you come it's really what it is like yeah we we can't make we're not going to do tours if people don't want them but um so if you go to opc.me slash tour you can see where we have tickets left still and if you have friends in any of those areas tell them about it yeah um, there's lots of prizes lots of awesome stuff then um, also leslie makes the the most hilarious point that it's the best way to uh 
take a break from your family. Come to a class. Oh, I do say that. Like, if you need an excuse, you can get, if my, from my Pilates teachers out there, if you need an excuse, you can get CECs on these workshops. They're 90 minutes. So I can give you a little extra time away from them. And classes, um, anyone can come. So if you just, if they're like, I'm coming with you and they won't leave you alone and they want to do all the errands with you. Tell them they have to buy your own ticket. They can come to class or you, that could be your Christmas present to them. That's true. Boom. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's what we're, so we're literally, as you can hear, we're literally ringing the new year on this winter tour. Thanks to our sponsors, Balanced Body and Contrology. And then uh, in January, we kick off Elevate Round 4. At the time we're recording this, we have a couple spots left. So if you are a teacher who's tired of feeling like an imposter, exhausted from pre-planning, you feel like you're talking all the time and you're ready for burnout, I want to teach you how to not burn out. I want you to teach. I want to teach you how to not have to class plan. I want to teach you how to use less words and make a bigger impact. So come to lesslielogan.co slash elevate. All the things that she just said um, about what, what you take away, that's like... We've had almost 40 people go through the program at this point Mm -hmm. and consistently that's what they're so fired up about. Yeah. We save them so many hours of life. Well, they also have so much more confidence across the different pieces of equipment and they don't have to class plan anymore. Yeah. And they know what they're talking about. Yes. And Good it's, stuff. it's my, I love it. It's, I'm only ones. doing, I'm only doing one round next year. So yep. there's only 12 spots. So Get on that. Yep. Um, I don't want you to wait till 2025. Um, Cambodia early bird will open up in January, but only to those on the wait list. You're going to want to go to lesslielogan.co slash retreats to hear about that awesome early bird. We just talked about the early bird. Holy fuck. How much are they going to save if they're on the list? 600 bucks. $600. Jesus. My goodness. Um, yeah, so it's worth getting on that list. LeslieLogan.co slash retreats. And by the retreats way, Ellie, if it's the first time you're here and you're still listening, hello. L-E-S-L-E-Y is how you spell my name. Yes. L-E-S-L-E-Y Logan.co slash retreats. Whoa, I just hit my chin on my mic. Anyways. Mini 10 will be the next big thing that you can participate in with us. If you are a teacher of any level, studio owner, um, it is going to be somewhere in the beginning part of Q1 or like, I think it's end of January. It's probably, I think it's being a February. It's just the first, it's like the last day of Jan into Feb. Yeah. Cause the, yeah. the truth is y'all, I'm not doing many anymore on my birthday. So <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's my show. Welcome. So profitwise.com. Uh, Profitable Pilates.com. <laughs> Slash mini. So go there if you want to have seven days of every fucking question you've ever had answered, insane clarity on your business and really seeing possibility. And again, community, it is the common theme of this podcast. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, Before we get into Michael's amazing episode, what is our audience question? This was a good one. Um, We have someone in our coaching group, um, fitness business coaching group called Agency. She's excited about getting an assistant, but she's also afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said two two things. I've been hesitating on getting an assistant because I don't really know how I will work with them. But I think that that's an excuse. Like she said, who am I to have an assistant? Yeah. This is a common... Can I just say, when I hired Lindsay, my first assistant... Yeah. I knew I needed her. I was like, could not keep going without her. But I actually had no idea how to. I was like, I was like, it's okay. Would you mind doing blah blah? Would you mind? Would you mind? She's like, I'm your assistant. This is my job. Give me the things to do. And I was like, that's really helpful. Thank you. Because yeah, but I, well, there's two there's two parts to her question. One is like, how do you work with an assistant? Mm-hmm. How do you decide what your assistant should do? How do you manage them? How do you delegate? Like. Can you delegate? Have you ever even done it before? But, I, you know, and well, the more important, uh, the easier part of the question to answer on this podcast, because the rest we that's 
more complicated than an hour long course we've already done is who are you to have an assistant? Right. I was going to say all those things are just simple, easy to learn, no problem. Just figure out a systematic approach. Them. You could probably ask ChatGBT what to have to yeah. have But that's not the hard part. The hard part is feeling worthy mm-hmm. of hiring someone, mm-hmm. you know, and feeling like your small business, is, you know, like maybe you've never considered yourself like a manager or maybe you've never considered yourself a CEO that has a team and suddenly this seems intimidating. and I think that, uh, you know, what we ultimately talked about what, uh, was who is she trying to impress by hiring an assistant, right? Because it's like, does she think that she's going to be judged by whom? By other random people if she's like, oh, yeah, I have an assistant. You know, like, what, what, why? What, what, who are those people? And is that the, are you out there trying to impress them with your hiring someone or are you trying to make your fucking life easier and better yeah right well who are you doing it for are you doing it for you or are you doing it for them if you're doing it for you then it doesn't matter what they think and the question of who am i to have an assistant you know you're clearly asking that in the light of someone else is going to see that you have an assistant and you're going to feel judged do you know what i mean i do i i do know what you mean i also think even even not even think about yourself the people that you are here to make an impact on, the people that you believe you're here to service, this dream you have. If you also just think about the impact you want to have and going back to like Roy's episode, Roy talked about like not focus on the money, but focus on servicing others. And I actually think if you focus on the fact that if you can't get all the things you want done in a day because you don't have enough time, you're a human, um, then hiring an assistant allows you to have a bigger impact on the people that you are the only person who can do what you do the way that you do it. You're it. So almost making it less about you and more about the people that you're trying to serve and how the assistant actually facilitates that service being bigger yeah. and broader. Yeah. Then you're an asshole. If you don't hire the assistant, you're being a <laughs> selfish prick. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's a harsh way of looking at it, but you know, I, okay, I, I don't I don't agree that you're being an asshole, but I do think okay. that you're getting in your own way to accomplish your dreams. All right. Be the kind coach. But I do think you're getting in your own way. You're correct there. And also, you're also holding yourself back and not helping those people because you can only do so much. It's, yeah. That's it. And I don't even know who the people are who would judge you for having an assistant. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like, and that's, and that's where you have, that's where you're getting in your own way. Like most people are not doing, running a business so that they can like show it off to their friends and be like, you know, I hired an assistant and then are going to feel guilty that they hired an assistant because they're going to feel like they're judged because their friends are going to look at them differently or something. I don't think that most people are. I think it's just a story that they're telling themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, I can't think Jamie Kern Lima, she wrote a book. She's like someone who made, um, I can't think of the name of the makeup line that she sold to one of the big companies, but she actually talked about how she had a made up assistant. So she actually used her middle name and made that person the assistant. Hmm. And so, and customer service. So like until she could afford an assistant, she like she had a fake assistant because that way people would think that she was a bigger deal. So oh, I just, pretty funny. I share this story because like it actually might it, have an assistant might make you look like an even bigger deal because like, who, well, it certainly wow, you will have an if assistant? Wow. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think most people like most of the people that we coach have an assistant and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. They're not there like, you know, they're not fielding their emails for them. They're not, you know, they, they're probably helping them with like 
smaller tasks that like that pile up. They're just little things that like switching gears 50 times takes up a lot of your brain space and time. And those are the things that you can easily delegate to somebody mm -hmm. else. There are certainly assistants who are responding to your emails on your behalf and they're more public facing assistants. And like, I get that with, with yeah, and that does make you look like a quote unquote big deal, you know, but like, I mean, we have an assistant too. His name's August. Oh yeah, he does. He, he answers our emails, emails and he sends service. emails. <laughs> um, he also, but I, so I think like if you are holding off hiring an assistant because you don't feel worthy enough to have an assistant, then it's really time for you to focus, refocus, like, why are you doing what you're doing and who is it for? Yep. And how is not hiring the assistant affecting them negatively? Sure. Because oftentimes the people who think this way, and this is not the first person who's ever felt this way. We've, we've seen this question in different ways before. You're thinking about you. Right. And you're not thinking about the people you're trying to serve. Yeah. And yep. go back to Rory's episode if you want to hear that, because that's really important. Um, and then the other thing is, is like not having an assistant is allowing you to have excuses to not take yourself to the next level. Yeah. Because you don't have time to work on these other things. And then if you don't have time to work on those other things, then they can't fail. So I actually yeah, think this is a sign of perfectionism. Oh, uh, yeah. In disguise. I was going to say ADHD. Because <laughs> we keep ourselves, we work better under stress. Or at least we tell ourselves we work better under stress. And when you have a million things on your plate, you feel like you're getting things done, but you're actually not moving the ball forward because you're not focusing on the things that need to to actually move it forward. So you can delegate the things that are the have to get done still menial tasks that aren't actually going to move the business forward to, yeah. to an assistant. So, so hire yep, the assistant. Hire them. Yeah. The worst thing is you hire the wrong one. And you have to hire someone else. Yeah. It's okay. And that'll teach you how to set processes in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can watch the hiring firing course. We have a problem. Love it. Okay. Thank you for the question. You guys, you can send your questions in on any topic to the Be It Pod. Just send them in and we'll answer it. You know, it's important. If you have something burned on your head and you want us to answer it, we'll do it. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food from your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Okay, now let's talk about Michael Unbroken. Michael Unbroken, turning trauma into triumph, has dedicated his life to guiding others on the journey from victimhood to hero through Think Unbroken. Mm -hmm. One thing that he said that I loved was being intentional and like not being a flake. Mm, and yeah. I think it takes time in your life and you still start to learn how you, who you want to say yes to. And I think sometimes people say yes to too many things and then they regret saying yes. And that's why they flake out on things or they, they don't like they're, they don't really know what their boundaries are, but we as friends do not flake on each other. And it's because we really value each other's time. We value our time. And so 
like right now, Michael has been traveling and we text, he texted the, the two of us the other day and he's like, okay, I'm going to be home on these dates. And it's like, okay, we're here on these dates. Okay. We'll be making sure we see each other on those dates. And it's, it's part of valuing friendships. And if you want to have good friends in this world, it's not about waiting till the other person invites you to something. It's going, okay, I'm free on this day, on this time, let's do it. And I think that that does require some organization. But also, if you find that you're flaking on a lot of people or some person over and over, it's probably time to reevaluate that relationship. And like, do you feel safe there? I think also a lot of women specifically keep friends around forever and ever and ever. And they don't always make them feel good. Like I'm thinking about like the artist way. They talk about like crazy makers. And I forget the other one. There's another one. Poison. Poisonous pals. You are correct. I had a poisonous pal in LA and I remember going, fuck yeah, we moved to Las Vegas. The poisonous pal can't be there. Fucking poisonous pal would text me at exactly the worst time. And like, how does she fucking know? Right. And so what I just did is I just stopped responding for days. And then I would find like two weeks later and go, oh my God, how did I miss this? But it was partly because I didn't want to like have the conversation with her. Like we're breaking up as friends, but so this is my own thing I have to work through as well, but I never flaked on her. Never did, but I also would regret any time you to do something. So I think if you are just finding that there's people in your life that you're like, oh, I can't this person, evaluate what's going on. Have you outgrown the relationship? Because you should have relationships in your life that you don't flake on each other on and be intentional about it. Um, the other thing that he talked about why he's very, very much more of an intentional person is that he, um, he and a friend had a falling out and he never got to apologize and that person was killed. Yeah. Or killed himself. I, no, he was killed. He was killed. So um, those kinds of things really wake you up sometimes. And I think we don't have to have bad stuff happen to us for us to learn a lesson. We can learn from other people's and stories. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, it was a pretty shocking story that he shared, um, you know, about his friend. But also um, there was an underlying current to that conversation that I found really um, I connected with was like, is there a reason why... If you're not doing something, uh, like you have a task to do, but you're not doing it, are you are you afraid, or is it making you feel like there's some reticence for you to do it? It's the same thing with people, you know, like like uh, hanging out with someone or uh, or not hanging out with them. Feel that, see that, understand that, and then you don't have to hang out with that person, so that when you meet the right people that are going to support you, believe in you, uh, and actually be part of your journey, uh, it's so important to keep them around. And that's where making the intention of not flaking on each other, like you don't have to, you don't have to make this commitment to people who don't support you Mm -hmm. back, Mm -hmm. you know, but definitely this is worth making this commitment for people who are your cheerleaders, your besties, they actually communicate yes. to you. They are also looking forward to hanging out with you. You don't have to chase them around. I shared this in an FYF recently, like when, because I was in, when we were in Cambodia, I didn't have any calls with any of my friends. I barely texted them. Mostly we're 14 hours ahead. I assume they're on D&D, but like I was like, I'm not able to like pick up a phone call. I'm just, you know, I was like, I'm on a free schedule here. And I realized I really missed our weekly go back and forth with like, you know, voice to text and everything or voice memos. So I became really intentional. As soon as I got back, I voice memoed each one. And then I've made sure I've done that each week. They're not all on the same day because I can't handle the responses all on the same day, but like they're each one on a different day. And I do that because they support me back. They're a cheerleader. 
and they don't require me to be at their beck and call to be a friend to them, nor do I. So I think that that's really cool. And I like that you brought that up. Like people do want to be that. So be that back because then that relationship continues to grow. Um, And also one more thing before we go on to your points, time is one variable we don't get more of. Mm. And I think this is really key. You and I were doing a workshop this past week where it's like, there's an abundance of money and energy and a lot of things that can be recreated, but time isn't one of them. And I guess my question to everyone listening to this, especially as we're going into the end of the year, while we don't set goals, as we know from last week's episode, <laughs> we don't set resolutions, I should say, where are you spending time in your life that you're wishing you didn't spend time on some things and maybe reflecting upon that and seeing like how you can be more intentional with the time you do spend on things and letting go or saying no or eliminating or delegating things where you don't want to be spending your time? That could be a really good question to ponder as we go into the end of the year. Something worth thinking about. <laughs> we, I feel like that needs like some special music. Something worth, like, I don't know. Like it needs like goal music. <laughs> like, what, what, what are we, what are we talking here? Are we like epic? Uh, no, you know, like, you know, like not mafia. Like opera, like something worth thinking about. No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But I, you know how like sometimes people place like different voiceovers and it's like, you know, like a little fairy godmother, like something worth thinking about. That's something worth thinking about. Ding, ding, ding. All right. What did you love? (laughs) I don't know why I pictured Mr. Clean and like a little, like, like a little flicker of a light off of your teeth just happened. Oh, that's funny. I, I was envisioning like, Dick Tracy smoking a cigarette. And like, I know you went like, like you went all and like, that's something we're thinking about. I know you went like SVU, like CSI, <laughs> like introductory, and I like. <laughs> and that, ladies and gents, is something worth thinking about. No, <laughs> no, all I see is a dead body. All right, let's move on to what you like. Okay, all right. So Michael talked about skills have utility, mm-hmm. and I thought that's interesting. What the hell does utility mean? And so I looked it up. Well, like there's a utility closet at the schools where the janitor gets. Yeah, but that's a weird thing to say. Skills have utility, right? And so I I wanted to understand why he used the word utility and what he meant by that. And so I looked it up and utility actually has usefulness, right? Is utility, but also functional rather than attractive, Uh, which leads to his bigger point where Maybe you have the skill, but if you don't use the fucking skill, it's useless. You're not like... Oh, it's like having all of the things like in the car, like the car does all of these things, but you don't know how to use it. Like I'm picturing you guys on the flight home. I saw somebody on another screen was watching Pretty Woman. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to watch that to help me fall asleep, right? Because that's, I know that movie from my heart. And like Julia Roberts' character goes like, oh, this baby corners like it's on wheels. It does this, da, da, da. And he is like, I don't know what any of that means. He knows nothing. So it's like he's in this fucking fancy car. And has, he literally can't drive it. He can't drive it. Yeah. And he has he has no idea how to use it. Yeah. And like she's just like. So anyways, I think that that is like the perfect picture of skills. Have you done? Yeah. Merely <laughs> possessing a skill is not enough. It's crucial to know how to leverage that skill effectively. Right. Uh, and that is applicable in business, but it's also applicable in personal uh, relationship. So it could just be that you, um, you know, maybe you're amazing at spreadsheets and you're not actually using that to 
do analytical work for your business. But it's not necessarily skills aren't only business, right? It could be that skills are relationship skills, personal skills. Maybe your skill is that you're amazing at winning people over, or maybe you're great at greeting people and you should be, you know, leading a community, right? So there's there's ways to uh, use skills in your personal life, not just in your work life. Yeah, and I also think like you may have amazing skills in your personal life that you're not even using your work life because you mm. don't see your skills in your personal life as a skill. You see it as like, this is who I am. Right. And that was me for a long time. Yeah. So we've talked about Strength Finders 2.0. Yeah. I was um, literally about to shift over to that because that's exactly right. I know. It's been on the mind. Uh, but we had it. We did an interview with someone on that. So definitely worth um, learning about it if you want to know about that. But even not that, you can even just ask your friends and families like, like, hey, can you just do me a favor and tell me like, what you love that I do in this relationship or like, I know that's vulnerable, but you just ask what people think is your greatest skill or your greatest asset. Your friends are not, you're too close to you. So you need people and you also judge yourself too fucking much. So you need people in your life who just like, oh my God, they're so fucking awesome. And they can help you understand like what amazing skills you have. My, my dad. Kevin Keppel. Yeah. Kevin Keppel. Oh yeah. yeah. The basement and the balcony. Um, so episode 155. Yeah. One, wow. That was so long ago. Yeah, it was. Um, he's fucking awesome. Uh, but one thing that like my dad's a coach, right? That's what he did in his life and probably would have done had he had the opportunity as a, as a job. I've watched him be really awesome at noticing skills that like my siblings have that they don't know that they have. Mm. Like they're just naturally gifted at these certain things, you know? And um, unfortunately telling them that just meant that they would like quit the thing. But at <laughs> any rate, like your friends and family in your life see something in you that you probably don't see in you. Don't ask the ones that are your poisonous pals or your negative Nancys or your crazy makers. But the ones that you just like feel like you feel alive after you leave them, those are the ones to maybe ask, like, what do you see as a strength of mine? Because it might be something you could be using to um, affect, you know, you could leverage more. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Don't ask the assholes. Ask the good ones. <laughs> that's the quote card. Don't ask the assholes. Amazing. Meaning this holiday season, don't ask your fucking crazy aunt who you wish you weren't sitting next to at the dinner table. Ask the person that you wish you were. There you go. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous Testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that, like, I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. 
Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. Okay, finally, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your combo with Michael Unbroken? Gun, 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 gun. Oh, yeah, now you need someone to put that to the voice thing. <laughs> yes. Okay, what's your favorite? He said, commit to your goals, commit to your dreams. Who it is that you want to be, commit to who it is that you want to become, right? And, you know, he talked a lot about the difference in who he was uh, before he, in his words, he said he had had enough of his own bullshit and needed to change, right? And I thought that was really fucking interesting. It's on point for him. That, well, that, <laughs> it's, it's also, it is on point for him, but it's also like, there. that is the breaking point where it's like, you, you can't even stand you, you know, or you can't stand the, the circumstances that you've created for yourself. Uh, so much that it forces you to reevaluate how you're doing things, right? So I thought that was really interesting. And then he, you know, talked about how uh, he's much different today than when he was before and consequently has dreams and goals that he's continuing to go after, such as the 10 times New York Times, 10 time New York Times selling best author mm -hmm. situation, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, like that helps drive him, helps him stay focused. Um, and, you know, it gives you it gives you a reason to keep going. Yeah. I want him to, Michael, if you're listening, I've been thinking about your book that you haven't published yet that you've written and rewritten a few times. Yeah. I think you fucking write the fucking book. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you are a 10 time bestseller, not because you wrote 10 books, because you wrote 20. Right. I was like percolating on that. And it like, you know, it's playing him over playing in my mind. And I was like, why does this bother me? And I'm like, oh. <gasps> Because he's trying to make it fucking perfect, perfect yeah. to be the bestseller. Yep. And maybe he's not, and maybe I'm. Maybe that's my own like little antennas. Well, but I mean, a lot you, of the people that we coach, it's a reason not to launch. Yeah. Right. So because it's not perfect, or they're not really sure. Alternatively, the other option would be to keep going. And honestly, your well, first few books may not be the big ones that hit, but the last 10 books are probably gonna be fucking amazing because you've now done it so many well, times. I'm not gonna mention her name because I don't love her as a person, but her her book that became a bestseller was her fourth book. Right. And may I just say, because I actually looked at the other books because I didn't actually love it. And it was a best fucking seller and everyone was raving about it. And I was like, this book is boring. But I read other books and they're fucking awesome. Hmm. And so I just say that because like, Michael, if you're listening, write the fucking book. Maybe you write 20 books and there's 10 bestsellers in there. I'm mm, just saying you, yeah. get, you get feedback, right? You get feedback and you get people along the way. So he said, uh, if you're dogmatic about anything, there's no room for opportunity. 
And the danger of a fixed mindset is that you're too rigid or dogmatic to can prevent you from growth and learning and to be solution oriented. Um, so instead of looking for Robux, look for possibility. And I think this is really great. This just happened in one of inside of, um, agency, we have a channel where you can ask for exercise advice. And this person was like, I don't know if I can handle this client. She only has one arm. And I was like, Oh, she's seen the one arm as a roadblock. And I see it as like possibility. Mm. And I actually said to her, I'm like, my favorite clients have like something dramatic. Like I'm not really good with like minor aches and pains. Like I love like when I, I, I love a cast. I love, <laughs> <Or> <laughs> I had a client who had one like, Yes, I have my dentist and my dentist client, he had this condition where the the tendons in his hands pulled and his he looked like he had claws. Yep. And his shoulders were on forward. I love that because I uh, I broke my knee, right? I fractured my tibial plateau and uh, for that first day, I was in fear and all these things. And then I went to the studio. I was like, what is possible from right now? And that's what we say at OPC all the time. And so I love this uh, be it action item because first of all, if you're dogmatic about anything, you are creating a cult for yourself or you're in one, period. Mm. Second, um, you are only seeing roadblocks. You are not being solution oriented. So I think that that's a really great like little be solution oriented, like put that on a post-it and put it somewhere you can watch it, read it. And then um, instead of Robux, look for a possibility. So for for me, when I see a client who's like, I can't do this, I'm like, okay, what can you do? Right? So when we teach OPC classes, I'm like, oh, you can't do this. What can you do? What was an exercise or was a challenge for you? So the the more you can look, start to see things as po- like green lights versus red, I think you're going to see that your life has a lot more opportunity in it. And you're actually, there's like people who are creating pathways for you. So anyways, fucking love you, Michael. We are happy that you're a family member in our life. Absolutely. I'm us Logan. And I'm Brad Crowell. Thank you so much for listening. Holy fucking moly. Episode 299. What? You know, I actually, when we started this, I was like, what's your calendar going to feel like? I had no idea. Uh, And I'm going to tell you right now. It feels really great. And also, how the fuck did we do that? How did the time also, fly? Also, it feels like it's fast. Feels fast. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we have some epic epic episodes. I highly recommend going back through. Yeah, we You do. can use the website to search different topics and find yeah, podcasts. Yeah, we got a handy dandy little guide that helps point you in the direction of some of our best pods. Mm-hmm. So, and if you're not quite sure where to get started, but you've made it all the way to the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Go to the website and uh, try also, out our little tool. Also, if you listen to the pod and you haven't left a review yet, the greatest gift you can get oh, is to leave a review. You must do it. You can leave reviews on several different platforms. Apple is one of the most important, but I believe yeah. Spotify now allows you to leave reviews. Also, the OPC app, the onlinepliesclasses.com app, it's free. Yep. And you can use it to listen to the pod. Yep. So all these different ways, please, you know, you don't have to send me a gift. You can actually just leave a review. You can listen yeah. and share the show. Like that's currency. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, so anyways, also let us know your takeaways. We want to know. They're really awesome when you tell us. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your wins. We can show them on the pod. Yep. And so until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. 
Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Samena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website. And finally to Meredith Crowell for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers. I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is Pure Cafe Bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!